Hello and welcome to the Interrobang Podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Theodore, and I think we are due for another rant session. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for joining me. We've got a very special guest on the show today. But first, here's a look at what's making news at Fanshawe this week. Just one week after the Holy Roller made its way back to Victoria Park following restoration, it was vandalized. It happened immediately after 24-hour security was removed from the park following a D-Day event. The person responsible took an angle grinder to the top of the tank, causing an estimated $6,000 in damage. The first two Sarahs were there to fix up any of the damages, and London police have charged 44-year-old Sean Alfred Collins with mischief to a war memorial. Two soon-to-be graduates of the Auto Body Repair Techniques program won gold and silver medals at the 2022 Skills Canada National Competition. Abby King and Michaela Rax won gold and silver, respectively. King won gold in the Auto Body Repair category and Rax won silver in the Car Painting category, despite having relatively small experience in the field. The program has been seeing an uptick in female enrollment recently in a program that is generally dominated by men. King is now working an apprenticeship with Burwell Auto Body and will soon compete at World Skills. Rax, meanwhile, has been interviewing with employers. Now, joining me on the show today is someone you'll know very well if you're a frequent listener of the Interrobang podcast. Her name is Kate Ottervine, and she is one of our video reporters here at the Interrobang. Kate, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. Um, How's your week going so far? My week has been pretty busy, to say the least, but a good busy. Um, Yeah, we had the Holy Roller vandalize or vandalization is that a word i should know but i don't (laughs) the holy roller was vandalized so i covered (laughs) that on tuesday when they repainted it yeah um which was good busy day all in itself but it was kind of a nice day to be outside so i didn't mind at all um what day was that tuesday that was tuesday yes so So that that was was before it got like excruciating Yes. Cause like so, right now is right now is miserable for me at least. Yeah. Like I, I don't like it when it's this hot personally. No, I agree. I say to everybody, I was like, I would be so happy if it was 15 all year round where you can like be comfortable mm. in like a t-shirt, maybe yes. a sweater if you need it, but yeah, like a couple layers. Um, even like, and it, it feels like there's nowhere that it's like, there's a true compromise. Cause BC is like that, but then it rains all the time yeah I'm not cool with that (laughs) (laughs) yeah true I mean I don't really enjoy the rain either like the sunshine's nice yeah the the mental health aspect of things (laughs) yes I feel like though there's something because even in I spent some time not like a long time in BC but every time I'm there I can usually sometimes like the rain is bearable because everything else is so beautiful you know yeah versus like when I lived in the UK I remember genuinely feeling like truly depressed quite often because it rained all the time and it wasn't always like the nicest to look at 
but like if I if I had like mountains maybe it would be fine you know yeah for sure I mean I have heard that actually about the UK that it rains a lot which for some reason I found hard to believe but oh really <laughs> yeah I don't know why it's crazy out there I remember okay actually when I lived there there was it went beyond just like a lot of rain and there was like a full-blown like storm that happened and at first I didn't realize it was happening because it had been raining for like four days like nonstop. um and again like you don't notice at first because you're like yeah well it's just like a right just like a normal week in England um and then I, so I didn't have a phone like I didn't have a phone or anything I was communicating with an iPod touch that had wi-fi um, that was like how I was keeping up with everything back home. And I was messaging people on like Facebook and Instagram and stuff. Um, and then I remember there was a night where it had, it, the rain just was going and going and it wasn't stopping. And then all of a sudden the power got cut. So there was no lights, no internet, no power at all. So I was completely disconnected. Um, I didn't know what else to do. So I just went to sleep and I was like, you know, the power will be back by tomorrow. Oh, for um, sure. yeah, it surely was not. And <laughs> Um, I didn't like, I was, I remember being stranded in my dorm room. Like I was like, I couldn't contact anybody. And so finally I was just like, I had friends in town. So I was like, I should just leave and like, go see who I can find. Um, and it was at that point that I discovered that like the bus terminal on campus had flooded, um, everything. I was able to get on a bus and get into town only to find that it was like completely deserted. It was like a zombie apocalypse. There was nobody around. No one had power in town. Kids were lining up at pay phones. This was only like five years ago. Like, I don't think they'd ever used one before. Um, (laughs) Or like climbing up the hill, there was like a, a castle at the high point of the town. And so kids were like running up the hill to try to get cell phone service. Um, and it was like truly like a disaster movie. I, I didn't realize at the time, but all the train tracks surrounding our town were flooded completely with rainwater. So you couldn't leave. Like nobody could physically leave the town. My goodness gracious. Yeah, it was absolutely bonkers. And so I lived in an off-campus residence that still was owned by the call or the university. So they made everyone who lived in a university residence for their own safety. They had to evacuate all of them. And we had to go back to the campus and sleep on the floors of like one of those campus buildings that had a generator. Um, so there were like hundreds of us like sardined into this building. Um, and then they finally were like, yeah, so school is going to be canceled now for the rest of the <laughs> year. Um, and I was lucky enough to have a friend whose dad came and like picked us up and drove us to Wales. Cause otherwise oh. I don't know what would have happened. It was truly the most insane thing that's ever happened in my life. And I can't believe of all times it was like, I was only in England for eight months. And I was like, terrifying. Yeah, it was crazy. And And then you're disconnected from your family back home. There was like no way for me to contact them. And I didn't know at the time that they were, they'd heard about it. Like the storm had gained like enough attention that it was like a global story. So my parents are like, where is this girl? Anyway, I think I, I think I finally was able to like reach out to them when we got to Wales because we just ended up, we had to stay at a friend's house, myself and um, my friend from Germany. We were both like s- stranded because we had nowhere else to go. Everyone else could just go home. We had like our flights were scheduled for like weeks later to go home for Christmas. Anyway, crazy story about the rain. 
Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> See, I somehow didn't hear that, but believe it or not, I didn't follow the news much before I became a newsie. Yeah. So like, I'm also not surprised that I didn't hear about that. <laughs> well, and I was going to ask you too, because I feel like I've been paying a lot of attention to the January 6th hearings, but I was wondering if you'd been like paying attention to those at all. To be honest, no. Yeah. Um, I, there's, it is something I'm interested to hear about, but maybe this is a bad excuse. I feel like there's not enough time in the day. <laughs> oh, absolutely not. No. The first one was easy to catch because they did it. It was like a primetime television event, um, which I mean, shout out to America turning their attempted coup into a primetime television event. You got, I just love that. Love that. You gotta make the money. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I saw, I watched the first one and then it's been, I think it's been a little trickier to catch some of the other ones. Cause they've been at, you know, normal times for congressional <laughs> hearings in the middle of the day and stuff. Um, so I haven't, I haven't seen, I've just been hearing like, you know, the headlines and stuff, but for the sure. first one was truly like, I mean, because I'm so disconnected, obviously it's a different country. And I know that we're influenced a lot by American politics, but I felt disconnected enough from it that it's just kind of funny to me. Like the whole thing is hilarious to me. Um, <laughs> I think it's like, I, I, I love people who've described it as like the stupidest coup in like history, you know, that it was just a bunch of really just angry people doing something with no actual plan. Um, I would agree with that actually. Yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, yeah, it was such a like action on the, what's the saying? Something on a whim. It was just on a whim that it yeah. happened. Yeah. It like truly was no planning. Everyone's like, let's just storm. And even like the planning that I guess the hearings are showing that, that maybe they were doing some planning behind the scenes ahead of time. It's like, it was people that had no, no training, no really idea what they were doing. It was just, I mean, especially like people like the proud boys who now they've said were kind of like key players in this. Um, These dudes would just their whole thing was just going to liberal cities and wreaking havoc for no reason. Like they they're I've heard their their like leaders talk about how they just oh I just like fighting. <laughs> like you know, you just you go to Portland, which is one of the, you know, probably most liberal cities in America, just start protesting white supremacy. It's like for what? <laughs> you know? And this reminds me actually of the um, Black Lives Matter protests that happened after George Floyd because mm-hmm. they were peaceful for the most for the people who are actually protesting were yeah. peaceful, but then there were people who would use that as their excuse to go and loot stores and wreak havoc, especially in the LA area. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember so many people posting on Twitter and social media saying, like, I am a part of this protest. There are so many people around me who are supporting the Black Lives Matter movement, but we are getting grouped into all of these people that are abusing that and aren't actually fighting for it. They're just looking for a reason to have the purge. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of times it was those, those counter groups, right. That were just so angry that anyone would be against racism, (laughs) you know, and like, it's crazy to say, I know it's just, I mean, everything feels crazy right now. I don't know. I'm enjoying watching this happen and it just feels like based on if if like when I'm watching these hearings and I hear how much America is like 
a slave to their own constitution. Like they love it so much and they love the law. And it's like, if you're, I'm hearing them talk and I'm like, okay, so you acknowledge that pretty much everyone should be in jail for this, right? Like (laughs) if this is your thesis statement, like, especially trying to bring it, bring it back to Trump. Like I remember I looked at my boyfriend and I was like, he should probably be arrested. Right. Like, uh, just based on what, what I'm hearing now, like, which is like, he definitely broke the law. I don't, (laughs) yeah, I don't like, he definitely plays a part in this to some degree. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy to me that the only repercussions he's had is, and this is, I'm trying to say this as unbiased as possible. (laughs) Um, but it's crazy that the only repercussions was were like, oh, you're banned from social media. Yeah. Like yeah. what happened to the guy now? Where is he at? <laughs> I mean, and the truth is, is that he has not stopped. Like he's been out there campaigning. I'm pretty sure he has every intention to run in 2024. Is and he even allowed to? <laughs> apparently, yes. Like America is buck wild. I don't really, I guess you can technically you're allowed to have two terms as president. So theoretically he, he could still run again and get a second term, but it would, it would be, it would have to be his last, like he wouldn't be able to run again, but we've already seen his complete disregard for the peaceful transition of power. We saw that once. So it's probably safe to assume that he's going to lead with that <laughs> because he's still he's still out there on the campaign trail suggesting that the, the the election was fraudulent it wasn't you know that he has not let that idea go and i think a huge number of his supporters still think that that he didn't actually lose You know, a little closer to home too. Um, mask coming off has been a bit of a interesting transition that we're seeing right now. Are you like happy to have mask mandates being lifted, or like how are you feeling about this particular shift? I personally am happy about it mm-hmm. um, in the sense that it's a step closer to normal. It is a yes. step closer to pre-pandemic times, mm-hmm. and I know it's not going to ever totally get back to that place but it is nice to be able to go places and have that sense of normalcy um and I I mean I totally understand wearing them in crowded spaces like for example um at my other job at AM 980 we are still wearing them in the studios and well in the studios if you're with another person that is um and the door open but I like I think it makes sense in bigger crowded areas like I personally We'll probably continue wearing one into the school year next year if I have super, super big class sizes and it's not online anymore as much because that's when it becomes a little bit more of a a risk to get sick. And I had COVID once and it wiped me out and I don't want it again. (laughs) Well, and, and this is the thing, right? Like people can argue about the efficacy of masks all they want. In my experience, I have gotten, I just got sick for the first time last week in like two and a half years, I just, I haven't been getting sick, you know? And, and I don't, I, I I don't, I know people have their own opinions, but I think factually speaking, masks truly have been helpful in preventing any kind of illness, not just COVID. Um, And so it'll be nice to get to a point too, where 
it can just be a, a nice, like a personal choice. If you, because truthfully, I think it's scarier to be someone who is wearing a mask because people who are anti-mask are so much louder and angrier about it. You know, not that there aren't, not that there aren't pro mask people that, that I've seen go off on other folks, um, for having it like under their nose or something. Um, but like, I'm, I'm waiting for the day that I'm on the bus and I'm wearing a mask and and someone is like, why are you wearing that? Blah, blah, blah. See, I I would agree with that. Like I, I remember, um, and this is more so back home. So in a rural area, Mm -hmm. um, about an hour North, it was still, I would say it was more popular to not wear a mask after it was lifted back home. And there were so many people that would give like not dirty looks, but they were kind of just like confused. Like, why are you wearing a mask? And that's kind of mind boggling to me. Cause I mean, I think of like, you don't know who's immunocompromised is my, my thought process with it. And like the older people or even like people in my life, for example, I know some immunocompromised people. What if I'm wearing it for them? You know, like there's so many reasons. And I think it is such a personal choice. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I would be lying if I said I wasn't happy that we're kind of starting to see that normal. Yeah. I think I'm the same way. I'm, I'm, I am relieved. I'm not, I'm happy to see that things are, are getting back to, like you said, like some, something kind of normal. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think there are still places I'm, I'm, kind of on the same page as you. Like I, I still feel like I want to wear a mask on the bus. And at least for now, we still have to wear them at the campus, but that's going to be ending on the 27th. So that's mm-hmm. coming, coming up pretty soon. That I think will be the biggest like culture shock for me, I think, um, is coming here and not having to put a mask on anymore. <laughs> um, Cause that's really the only part that's weird for me, less so than like, oh, I feel strongly about having to wear one or not it's habitual now like I just do it and not doing yeah. it is 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 gonna feel weird I think but I am I am happy to see we're headed in a normal direction yeah it will be nice though I mean I know that I have had days where I walk across and without even thinking um I don't have a mask on because I don't wear one in my building because the elevators are not overly busy when I'm in and out of the, out of the, um, apartments. So I don't put one on and then they have them there at the door, but it's like that part will be nice in the sense that if I forget one or there's none left at the front desk or whatever, and I absolutely have no other options. That's what I like. That is not like you can't go in at all. (laughs) Yeah. It seems like we're headed in the right direction. Finally. Oh, for sure. And did you hear too that the like two doses of the vaccine is no longer considered fully vaccinated? So that's kind of, that's been changing too. I don't know if it's three or four now, but one of the Mm. two to be considered fully vaccinated, which to be honest, like, I'm not sure what, like, there's not a whole lot. I don't think that you need that for necessarily, except maybe traveling to some places, hospitals, stuff like that. But I just thought that was interesting. That is interesting. I remember seeing yesterday that there was an announcement coming for some reason in my head, I thought it was going to go the other direction. And cause it seems like everything else has been getting more lenient, yeah. um, you know? And so I was like, Oh, they're probably going to see. I genuinely thought it was already three was like fully vaccinated. I don't think I'm trying to even think now, like, did I get a booster? I don't know. <laughs> um, but at least, at least now we're in a, in a, 
in a time where getting a vaccine is not like uh, a fight to the death, which is how it felt in the beginning. Oh, yeah. I remember like I... I waited a while to get mine at first because I was like, I can't like, there's no, no appointments. Yeah. No, no appointments. And we were probably pretty far down the list in terms oh, we of were. priority. So I remember going, my boyfriend got vaccinated first cause he uh, is a type one diabetic. Um, so he was kind of in one of those earlier groups. Um, but I just remember like the process of signing up and like waiting on that website for hours and hours um, and then booking, like at, at first they were booking us like months in advance. And then remember they ended up moving them up and they said, oh, yeah. well, actually you can come a little bit sooner. Um, so it was just, it just felt so chaotic at the time, but I was so grateful as well, you know, cause I was, I just thought what an, what an amazing feat of like collaborative work by this, by the government and the community and everyone just saying like, whatever it takes, we're going to do it. Um, you know, and then of course the, the descent started, but (laughs) in the beginning it felt so hopeful and. Oh, for sure. And like how amazing that it came so fast too, right? Like we were scared for a full year, Mm -hmm. which is nothing like compared to other, I guess, pandemics that the world had forever ago. Yeah. That really isn't any time at all for a vaccine to come out, especially with our new technology. Like yes. I'm pretty sure they were able to just take like a, I think it was a flu shot and they just had to alter something in it to like hit the COVID. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> they, like they, <laughs> My understanding is they had kind of been working on a SARS-CoV-2 um, vaccine for some time. And then, yeah, it was able that quick turnaround of the scientists to be able to adapt it for, for our purposes. Realistically, it's true. Like it's a small percentage of people, all things considered in like the global population that contracted and died from COVID. Um, yeah. but it's like that, that like one or 2% of people that one or 2% of 7 billion people is not a joke. That's not that's a, lot. Yeah. That's a lot of people. And it's not, it's not like, and just because it didn't personally affect you doesn't mean that it's not tearing up the life of somebody else. Um, and that's why we work together and we tried so hard to like foster a sense of community that said, okay, it might not affect you personally, but you can take, take steps that might protect somebody else. What a concept. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, and for me too, in the beginning, I remember, I wasn't like the whole world was in a tizzy about it when it first um, broke out in China, but I wasn't scared about it because I'm like, oh, that's in China. It'll be fine. They'll get it contained. It'll be fine. And then it started to get bigger and bigger. And then once I heard about the first, the first case in Canada, I'm like, I'm moving to none of it. They have no cases. (laughs) You know, and it, it really hit for me with the, um, the cruise ships that were like off the coast of Japan. Um, and then there were ones in the States too, that they were, I just remember hearing these stories. Cause I have family who like, they love a cruise. Like they go on, they go on cruises all the time. And these, I remember being so horrified at the thought of these cruise ships that were just floating in the water off the coast 
not able to dock because someone had got COVID on the cruise ship and they're running out of food. They're running out of insulin. They're like the food is going rotten on the ship and like cruise ships are rotten to begin with. They are nasty, nasty places in my opinion. Um, And so I remember hearing those stories, like thinking what an actual nightmare to the thought of being like stranded on a boat with a bunch of strangers oh my goodness yeah that's so scary and like I follow a girl on TikTok who and it just shows how much the times have changed because she is a um a showgirl on a cruise ship so she dances Mm. and she does the shows and stuff and she got COVID and now they just put them in one room you can't leave that room they bring their food to you and you're done (laughs) now like (laughs) they can still the passengers can still go places like what a difference it is even just a year ago well and this is this is what it is right you know how long were these you know anti-COVID folks talking about live we have to learn to live with covid we have to learn to live with it it's like well this is what living with it looks like right it means you still might have to make some sacrifices sometimes um but it like for the most part it was always nobody ever was here saying we're gonna be in lockdown forever you know we're (laughs) gonna have vaccine mandates and mask mandates forever of course not these were we had to put those things in place and now we've learned and gotten better and now we're living in a world where yes we are living with covid um and it feels normal most of the time sometimes it might not feel normal (laughs) yeah i mean we can still go to concerts we can go the western fair is happening like i count all of that as a win yes for the last two years like sure the last two years were an absolute nightmare and they sucked um and it did feel like it was never ending to be honest I didn't think we were ever going to get out of this I'm like will my wedding be affected I'm not even relationship, <laughs> but I'm like my wedding might be affected <laughs> <laughs> gotta ask the real questions here <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah but it did feel like when we were in the middle of it like when is it gonna end and I I yeah. did understand that antsiness of it and especially because like I was in the peak of my life at that point. Like you get to college and you're, you're supposed to live it up. Right. Mm -hmm. And you lost half of your year too, or half of your, your second year, I should say. I think it was my first year still. Oh, really? First Uh, year. Oh yeah. That checks. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah. Partway through my first year. So yeah. But I, I look at that as like the prime age, right? Like I was lucky enough that I had prominent graduation from high school, Mm -hmm. but I think of all those kids that didn't and are like coming to college now and still don't have the proper college experience. Not that everybody wants to go out and go to parties all the time. Like I'm not a party girl at all, Mm -hmm. but I do like, I did miss out on a lot of those events where you meet friends in my first year. And that's the part that sucked. Yeah. Yeah. It's the experiences that we missed out on. Right. And I think it's, it's too painful and it's too sad to think about what, what we lost and what we didn't get. Um, I think we need to remember those things because yeah, absolutely. Um, a big part of, I think, remembering that period of time, not just for us, but for future generations will be dissecting what we weren't able to do so that we can try to make sure that the next generation remembers that that's what happened. And also that they don't miss out on those experiences either. Um, I think 
to save ourselves from like, like I said, that like the trauma of that is just to try looking forward now. Right. And saying like, all right, for me, it was like, I missed two years of my twenties. How do I make up for that now? Um, and that's, that's the nice thing about like the freedom that we do have is that now we can decide how we're going to make up for that time. And there are an infinite, infinite number of ways that we can do that. You can't get college back. It's done now, (laughs) but you're in a good position because you get to do TV news now. Right. And now you have a grad program that is most likely going to be delivered in a normal format. Um, and at the end of the day, you still came out of it with job opportunities and experiences and things that you learned. So career wise, you're going to be fine. So now, now you get to like fill in the gaps with, with just experiences. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I will say too, COVID sucked, but it was a blessing and a curse in a lot of ways for me personally, I was never, again, I was never the party girl. I was never the type that wanted to go out a lot. I was a homebody. I wanted to stay home. I liked my quiet time by myself kind of thing. But now I don't, I try not to take, turn down those opportunities to go out with friends and go have a good time because I miss that. I wasn't into that stuff. Like I wasn't into going out and going to parties or like, (sighs) And I'm still not into huge gatherings of people, to be honest with you, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I take those opportunities because I missed them. I missed as, as funny as the sounds, I missed having the opportunity to say no. Like, even though I wasn't (laughs) going out very often, I was like, there's nothing to go to. to, Like I felt stuck and Mm -hmm. it's nice to have that experience and be like, you know what, maybe I'm not as much of like an introvert as I thought it was. Maybe yeah. I just, I need to go out and have fun and then come back home and just like be by myself. Yeah. 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 No, totally. I hear, I hear you. I'm always trying to, now that there's stuff happening again, I'm like, yes, 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 yes. Let's go. Um, yeah. <laughs> let's go. And even if it's just, you know, a friend saying, come like sit in my backyard, come over for a coffee for a couple of hours. Like I've learned that hanging out with someone and seeing someone and having valuable time with another person, it doesn't just need to be like spending hours and hours partying or drinking together or going out or doing something. You can get valuable time with another person just by like being in their presence for a short period of time, you know? Yeah. And those are often the more valued moments. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna pop by after work, you know, like those kinds of visits, just especially when you get older, like that might be all you have time for. Right. Oh, for um, sure. And Life so, yeah. Busy. Yeah. And you know, it's like you said, we've, we know better now than to like give up any of that time, not being near other people that can like make, bring us joy. <laughs> yeah. And as cliche as it sounds like you never know when it's going to be someone's last day. Yeah. And it also like, spend those precious moments with someone even if it's just for a short time not to make it depressing but like that that is something that you know covid taught us is anything can rip someone away from you in an instant yeah Yeah. 
Thank you for listening to another episode of the Interrobang podcast. As always, you can catch up with every episode on our website or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and subscribe to our newsletter to keep up with all things Fanshawe. For the Interrobang, I'm Hannah Theodore.